Do y'all know that Sublime song, It's Summertime and the Living's Easy? It's not the name of the song, but you know the line, Summertime and the Living's Easy? I feel like that is a little bit of the energy we have coming up with Mars moved into Cancer this week and on Monday, Mercury will go direct in Aries, hooray, and then... um the sun also moves into Taurus that day. So we have these sort of like masculine planets moving into more, I guess, feminine signs. And so we're at the juncture of seasons. I talked about this in the monthly outlook episode. Um, we're going to dive more deeply into Mars being in cancer today because I feel like there's a lot of fear mongering about Mars being debilitated. I think it's going to be fine. I think maybe can you cultivate a little bit of, um, masculine and fem feminine balance in your life, especially while the sun is there in Taurus. So we're going to talk about, you know, all the things. We're going to talk about the last time Mars was in Cancer. We're going to talk about what else is happening in Cancer later this summer. And of course, yoga practices and journal prompts related to specifically Mars being in Cancer, as always, because that's what a yogi scope is. So welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook, a Vedic sidereal astrologer, which means if you don't know your Vedic birth chart, please get it at my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart. And that will help because part of what I want to say is like knowing where cancer falls in your birth chart, as always, knowing where any of the signs fall, what house they fall in, in your birth chart will help you know a little bit of the more specifics about what this transit will mean for you. So it, it can be better or worse depending on, of course, many other factors, but a really good starting place is knowing what house that is in. So you can know what area of life it will impact for you. And so we'll talk about it. Um, but first a couple housekeeping things before we get into the nitty gritty of everything, Mars and cancer. And of course your yoga practices and journal prompts, Related to Mercury going direct on Monday, FYI, just a quick note about that transit. So I actually put in the calendar, in the planner, um, that it goes direct on Sunday. And so that's when it stations direct, meaning it, from our perspective, a retrograde planet is any, any of this stuff, astrologically, is from our perspective. It's not where the planets physically are in space. They are not physically within that gap of, of stars. They make up the sign. They are the the signs, the stars, and the, the the stars that make up the constellations, the nakshatras, whatever the signs are like the backdrop, and the planets move across the ecliptic. So from our perspective, they're moving across the backdrop that is the signs that make up the signs, right? So when we say retrograde, it's the planet is not physically moving backwards. They all move around the sun the same direction. But from our perspective, it's like a, a, you know, here's a good analogy is like, say you're like passing a car and, and then for a moment, right when you get like next to that car, it looks like um, they're going the same, like they, they kind of stop because they look like they're, you're right next to them. They're like going the same speed and then they start to fall behind. So it looks like they're going backwards, but really you're just going past them, right? So that's kind of um, what's happening with retrogrades is like from our perspective, it looks like they just stop and then um, move backwards. And then same thing with when they're going direct, they appear to stop from our perspective, but that really they're still going around their path around the sun. They're, they're doing their own thing, right? Um, so anyway, 
I like to be pretty astronomically informed, I suppose. Um, anyway, so that was a, an aside with the Mercury being retrograde. I don't know. I tend to be more wordy, I think, when Mercury is retrograde. Whatever. It is what it is. It's like harder to get right to the point. I think harder to be succinct um, when Mercury is retrograde. The message is the same. Even if it's, even if it's not as clear because I said a lot of extra shit. Um, so anyway, Mercury goes direct that day. It stations direct on Sunday night. On around 2.20 a.m. on Monday, May 15th is when Mercury goes direct. And so we, it will be moving forward from our perspective, which means it also has to, you know, go back over the, the portion of the sky that it retrograded over. It's going to be like a second chance to get things right. If you were noticing issues related to anything that Mercury rules over or the Aries area of your chart rules over, it will be a chance to make forward progress having in integrated your lessons related to this transit starting Monday, which also means we have the winner announcement of the Mercury Retrograde Meditation Challenge will be coming next Tuesday because I was debating if we were going to include Monday as a meditation day or not. And turns out I actually made that decision before the challenge started Monday is the last meditation day and we will have the announcement on Tuesday to give you time to get your submissions in for the challenge and we will announce the winners on Tuesday and as a reminder the most engaged winner gets a spot in the upcoming astrology for yogis program which the doors for the waitlist for that program will open next Friday on the new moon is when we officially start enrollment because then we will also be officially out of the Mercury retrograde shadow period, out of um, the eclipse season at that, with that new moon being the time we're out of eclipse season. So this was very like intentionally chosen as a date to begin enrollment. And the only kind of wrench in the plan astrologically, because nothing can ever be perfect, right, is this fact that Mars is debilitated. And so we're going to talk about it this episode, like why I don't think that actually matters. Um, for, if anything, it's a good time to begin an educational pursuit while Mars is in cancer. Um, and it's a good time for me to, to put my head down and, and be building the course with you all for you all. All right. So if you would like to find out more about the astrology for Yogi's course, please go to the waitlist page. It will be linked in the show notes, yogiscopes.com slash AFY, like the abbreviation for astrology for Yogi's AFY dash waitlist. So check that out. There is a tentative curriculum there at the bottom if you want to know like what you'll be learning. I've actually rearranged it some. I've been working really hard on it over the past you know week or so. Um, if y'all notice, I wasn't as engaged in our community because I have been doing all the things for this. And so I've rearranged the order of stuff and I've come up with some awesome activities and stuff and it'll be fun and you will leave it knowing how to understand astrology well enough to build your own personal practice or teaching around Vedic astrology and potentially also read birth charts if you want um, to go that route. You can become certified, and uh, but it's optional. If you don't want to be certified, it can be a lot more chill of a program and just apply it to learning Vedic astrology. Um, it's a lifelong study. Anyway, get on the wait list because there's going to be a super cool bonus only extended to the waitlist folks. And it's quite possible that the limited number of spots will fill up from our challenge winner and waitlist folks. So if you really, really want to get in on this, highly recommend. 
I can say more about it at the end if, because I want to go ahead and get in the episode. So, because I've been wordy today. Um, I think that's all the housekeeping I wanted to say. So Mars is debilitated in Cancer and it's specifically at 28 degrees. So more towards the end of the transit is when I guess it will technically be the worst. And so when it moved to Cancer on May 10th, which was yesterday, Wednesday, as I'm recording this, it will leave Cancer on June 30th. And as I mentioned, for the month of June, Venus will be there with Mars. And so Venus was with Mars in Gemini until, uh, you know, for the first 10 days of May until Mars moved on to Cancer. So that's one, I mentioned this on the May Outlook episode, that's one sort of in, inkling indication is the word I was looking for, um, that we're at this like point of the year where we're switching from like Kapha season here in the Northern Hemisphere to Pitta season, fire season. Um, the masculine and feminine energies are, uh, this is a very big time of making sure they're balanced because so with Venus and Mars being conjoined, so they were conjoined for the first little bit of May, then they will be again for the good majority of the summer. They'll be traveling together for a lot of June and July. And then in late July to August is when Venus will retrograde in Cancer. So I was thinking about this before I started recording when I was like going over and making my notes for the episode. I think this is my opinion, but this is, I mean, any astrologer, like you're just, if you listen to any astrologer, you're signing up to hear our educated opinions on what all this data, which is all the astrology stuff might mean. It's our opinion and our interpretation based on like our life experiences, right? That's what astrology is. And so my educated opinion is that Venus being in Cancer will be harder than Mars in Cancer. And that sounds silly because, especially when it's retrograding, FYI, that's part of it, part of why I think that, um, because Venus will retrograde there later this summer. But Mars in Cancer it's considered debilitated there because Mars is this masculine fiery planet. It's a fire planet, right? Mars is the fiery one. Um, it's very masculine. It's the warrior planet and cancer is more feminine. It is a water sign. It, it's like your emotions. Cancer has connections to in, in the call Perusha chart or like the time chart for all time, like that affects everybody. Cancer is the natural fourth house, which means it has connections to, the mother and mothering and nurturing and um, your sort of like inner peace, your inner world. And so Mars being there, the sort of traditional interpretation, I guess, is that um, it's debilitated because how could the masculine qualities be fully expressed in this more feminine, nurturing, emotional sign? And I just, well, so first of all, I like debilitated is like a harsh word. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that bad. I think, especially in our Western culture, I think having fiery emotions is almost more celebrated. Like being, being in touch with emotions in a feminine way is less celebrated and it's, it often is harder for people. So I say this with 
Um, my background being, I have to tell you, like my background is in trauma-informed yoga and, and researching yoga for trauma. And basically my findings from that were that the, the difference between folks that experience post-traumatic stress sy symptoms and, you know, things like dissociation, hypervigilance, um, whatever, after going through traumatic experiences, the difference, because everybody goes through traumatic experiences, FYI, if you didn't know that, everybody's been through shit in their life, nobody gets out scot-free, right? Um, the difference between people that experience symptoms and the people that don't is body awareness and emotional awareness, and that's why um, yoga and astrology specifically, that's why I do what I do, is helpful because astrology provides the emotional awareness piece, yoga provides the body awareness piece. Anyway, so that's a soapbox of mine, long spiel, to bring up that Venus, this sort of feminine, um, artsy, luxurious planet, being in this emotional, nurturing sign, that's almost less natural. Those qualities being at the forefront is almost less natural in our culture than... Um, sort of the qualities of Mars in Cancer being like, if you have emotions at all, they're kind of like explosive, perhaps. So watch out for that on the shadow side of this transit. We're, of course, like, as always, going to talk about the overall energies, things I think you should watch out for, and then we'll end on yoga practices and journal prompts. But I do think that Mars in Cancer, Mars being debilitated, like, that might be what you hear a lot in the Vedic astrology realm, it's like, oh, Mars is debilitated, like, oh, this is a bad thing. Uh, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's fine. Also, I want to say this because this also informs my perspective, is that my husband has this, and he is like, let me just tell you some of the qualities I notice in him related to Mars and Cancer in his birth chart, is like, he is, he's like, he's kind of got a temper when he does, like, if he gets mad, he, he can have a temper, but not often. But the great majority of the time, so that's why I say, like, watch out for that. That's, that is a portion of this energy. But the great majority of the time, and what I think you will see mostly with Mars and Cancer, is that the energy is, like, pretty, like, protective of what's important, right? And that's so that whole inner peace and emotions thing of Cancer. And Mars is, like, a protector. Like, what are warriors but protectors? What, are they, what does anybody go to war for but to protect their natural resources and protect their home? So, which is Cancer, the fourth house, the home, right? And, you know. So, anyway, I think the, the overwhelming majority of this energy is really, you know, protect what's important. Protect what's worth fighting for, which is your inner peace. Um, yeah. But the the downside, the shadow side of Mars being a Cancer is that um, it can cause them like more fiery emotions. But I think that's okay. I, you know, like like I think it is sometimes that can be like a release to get in touch with the um, more burning feelings within you to to kind of lean into that, right? Um, and the other sort of shadow side of Mars in Cancer is lack of willpower or, um, it's, it's not even lack of, it's like, um, inconsistent willpower, I think. And so I think that'll be okay because Saturn is in Aquarius right now, which is very sad that Saturn's Moltricone sign. 
And so Saturn, the power of power planet of discipline is at its best right now. Um, and well, also it'll go retrograde soon. So that might, uh, pose some challenges later in June when Saturn goes retrograde, but that's not until Mars is about to move out of cancer. And so I think Mars in cancer is this like beautiful time of protecting what's important of protecting your inner peace of if you can be grounded in your emotions, um, it could almost be like a release. And can you be in touch with expressing your emotions in a, an effective way? Like I think most of the time with, with transits that are more challenging, that's where the growth can happen. Right. And so that's like I was saying with when Venus goes retrograde in cancer later, that can bring this sense of like overly emotionalness to relationships and Venus being retrograde is already going to challenge relationships. So this is what, like I mentioned on the monthly outlook episode, please be on the lookout for what this energy feels like, especially into June. So on May 30th is when Venus will move into cancer with, with Mars. Um, be on the lookout for what that feels like. The, especially related to where cancer is in your birth chart. When Venus and Mars are there together, how is like feminine and masculine showing up in your life? How is that balance within you working out? Um, yeah. And so just be on the lookout for that because when Venus goes retrograde in cancer later this year, it's, it's like late July and it will retrograde there through August. It won't move out of cancer until like early October, I want to say. Um, you can just get the, the 2023 planner, yogiscopes.com slash 2023. If you want to have the dates off the top of your head, because or handy, that's what I should say. I don't even keep them on top of my head. There's like a lot of stuff rents space in my head and these dates that can just be written, written down are not one of them. So, uh, anyway, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for how that shows up for you. And the sign by sign for Mars and Cancer is already live in the membership, FYI. For y'all under your sign by sign yogi scopes under the longer term transit one section um is already there so if you want help deciphering which sign that or which house that is and what that means in your life you might check and, and sort of like more specific things to be on the lookout for and focus on for your rising and moon signs you can jump in the membership or check that out yogiscopes.com slash membership anyway um yeah, I think it's I think it's uh gonna be a good time for using your passion for nurturing, for protecting your inner peace, for using harnessing that warrior like energy to channel assertiveness for rather than aggressiveness. So on the shadow side of this transit, it can create some aggressiveness, but if you can really be in touch with your emotions and what you need, you can channel that to be assertive and stand up for yourself and stand up for what that will protect your inner peace. I think this is going to be a great time for that. Um, I think debilitated Mars is the opposite of toxic masculinity. I think Mars in cancer is the energy of Mars in cancer is like, if you can think of somebody who's like super masculine, but in touch with their emotions and pretty nurturing. And so like masculine in the sense of being like, a protector, um, whatever, but then also, um, yeah, that's what I think. Like, 
like toxic masculinity is like being showboaty or like fighting just to fight. Mars and Cancer is like fighting for what's important. And that's that's important, right? Fighting for what's important. Sometimes you got to do it. So I think that this time over the next, you know, from now until June 30th is a good time to fight for what's important. So the last time we saw Mars and Cancer was June 1st of 2021 through July 20th of 2021. So maybe you think about what that summer was like for you. What was going on then? How did that feel? Um, and that could give some insights into like what this, this transit will be like. But then I also want to point out that last summer we had sort of the opposite energy going on when Mars moved into Taurus, which is where it spent several months because it spent you know, a couple months retrograding in Taurus in the late fall to winter of last year. Um, it moved into Taurus like August 10th or 11th or so of 2022. And at that time, that like first week or so that Mars moved there, the sun was in Cancer. And so we have the opposite happening right now. Mars is in Cancer and the sun is moving to Taurus. So it's just the all these indications of like, like I started off saying that sublime song, summertime and, uh, the living's easy or like there's all, you know, y'all can tell I like listen to reggae music, a stick figure song, uh, maybe a stick figure. I don't know. Um, it's one of the newer ones. Uh, summertime is coming and it's about to slow down. Like, can you think of that element of pitta season? So pitta season, summertime is a time to do more. If there's ever a time to like add too much shit on your plate, it's pitta season. It's like when the days are longer, um, that's when you should be doing more stuff and you can let the excess fall away. Cause that's, that's how it's supposed to go. Like we are supposed to do more things in the summer, but can you also take time for relaxing and channeling some energy towards your inner peace, which might look like taking vacations or like whatever, right? While Mars is in cancer. And just think about that. Think about that energy that steadiness to the fiery energy and watch out for pitta imbalances because pitta is fire and water mars and cancer is fire and water so yeah just keep it in check keep your agni balanced so i think that's all the things i wanted to say about it um just know that debilitated means if i haven't communicated it clearly enough that i don't think debilitated is like as bad as it sounds um it means unable to express its full qualities. And you know what? Sometimes full qualities of Mars can easily get into like an unbalanced masculine. So I think it's fine. Um, so if you do feel indecisive or you feel like you have a weak willpower, which are, um, or maybe explosive emotions, those can be some of the shadow sides of the debilitation of Mars. Just remember to cultivate discipline over willpower. It will carry you further in your life anyway. Um, and with Saturn being an Aquarius, what, what a better time, especially before Saturn goes retrograde. Can you cultivate that discipline, um, towards whatever it is you're working on. And, um, if you feel indecisive, I don't know, get like a, write a pros and cons list, get like a, you know, pendulum or something, flip a coin. I don't know. Like usually if, at least for me, whenever I feel indecisive, if I, use something to help me decide, it, it illuminates the answer, if that makes sense. Um, so yoga practices for this transit are heart opening, um, heat building around the chest and shoulders. So we in 
my class this week worked workshop chaturanga a little bit and workshop that um keeping the rib cage up into the shoulder blades during that chaturanga a little heat building around the chest right and um there is a bonus meditation that was our meditation from moon day this week published on this podcast also on the youtube channel with the whole movement practice and everything um yeah so check that out work heat building around your heart space and potentially also your hands um, into your practice this week so some journal prompts and fyi next week moon day and yogi scopes flow practices will be for the the new moon and that's where you can always get the most uh earliest scoop about anything happening during the week is that moon day practice because it always like as we're centering, I'll give you a little bit of astrology rundown for the week. And so I don't expect the New Moon podcast to be out until after that. So if you want to come, it's free or donation-based. Um, please join us in Moon Day for the New Moon next week. And finally, your journal prompts for Mars and Cancer is one, how do you express your feelings? Are you comfortable with vulnerability and intimacy or do, do you tend to hide behind a mask of strength and independence? And with this time, it's a good time to lean into that um, that vulnerability and intimacy and channeling that um, Mars-like energy to cultivating relationships that are emotionally secure. Anyway, so number two, journal prompt, what challenges do you face when it comes to assertiveness and self-confidence? Do you tend to doubt yourself or struggle with decision-making or do you tend to be too aggressive and confrontational. And then number three is how do you deal with conflicts and disagreements in your personal and professional relationships? Do you tend to avoid confrontation or engage in power struggles and arguments? And so notice which side of the spectrum you're on there and can you find a balance during this Mars and Cancer uh, time here? And especially be paying attention to that one when Venus joins Mars and Cancer on May 30th. So from May 30th to June 30th, Pay attention to how you handle conflicts and disagreements and try to like strive for balance. It's a good time to be thinking about it. What's your normal pattern now so that when the planets move there and do their planet thing that they do, um, if you find yourself in conflicts and disagreements, you can be actively noticing your patterns and choosing something, something different. That's the whole point, right? Um, and then number four, what activities or practices help you manage your emotions and stay grounded and centered? And do you engage in these practices as often as you wish you did or as often as, and so don't, I, I shouldn't say as often as you wish you did, because sometimes we can get all Instagrammy and we're like, oh, so-and-so influencer says they wake up and journal every day. I can almost guarantee, no, they don't. Um, so, so don't worry about, um, what it looks like or don't like should yourself ask. The question is. Do you do it enough that you feel like you stay grounded and centered in your emotions? And how can you cultivate that without being all Instagram-y about it, I guess, like without having to make it look a certain way? Do you feel connected enough to whatever those practices are for you that you feel like you stay centered and grounded? Or how can you cultivate that in a way that works in your life? And number five, how do you nurture and care for the people you love? Like, what is your relationship with that nurturing? What qualities do you admire in others? And how do you express your appreciation and gratitude for them? So all of that to say, be thinking about how you express emotions and feelings, especially in relationships once Venus moves there with Mars at the end of the month. So from May 30th to June 30th, can you balance self-confidence with 
with protecting what's important and nurturing relationships during this transit. So that's all for um, Mars and Cancer. I hope it's not... So I think I started to say earlier, I just want to like add, like reiterate I, um, why I said this. I am opening enrollment for the Astrology for Yogis course at a time that I think is very astrologically like good to do so. And the only, um, you know, negative thing I think about, about the time I chose when to start the course is Mars being debilitated. And I just want to say like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think Mars being debilitated is kind of a good time to, um, put your head down and get into sort of the behind the scenes type work rather than the action side. So sometimes that, that foundation needs to be laid, right? And that would be like taking a course before you then, um, put what you've learned out there and take action. So it can be a harder time for taking outward action, which is what Mars is all about, but it's normal to go through cycles where maybe you're, you're putting your head down and worrying about the inner world and putting your, your fiery drive towards your inner world. That's Mars and cancer. And so I hope you find some way to do that during this transit. Sorry, I forgot to put my computer on. Do not disturb. I do my phone, but my computer connects to Apple. Anyway, it's handy, but then, so, sorry, also Mercury retrograde thing. Mercury will go direct on Monday. Wahoo. So if you have questions about the Astrology for Yogis program, I am super open to hearing them. You can jump on the wait list. I also will be coming at y'all with lots of extra information and stuff next week, because right now I am already doing that inner work, laying the groundwork type stuff. So let me know what questions you have. Please remember to always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends, take care.